Hello, welcome to Moving On Sideways. It is almost 3 in the morning on August 27th. And I've decided that I actually do want to do at least one more episode about the Bermuda Cruise. And I was listening to the, the Bermuda Cruise episode and I wrote down a couple of points to make. One is that um, about the South Africa thing, I talked to my, oh no. Okay, good. I think I turned off the phone, but it's still recorded for some reason. So about the South Africa thing, um, I was talking to my aunt about it, if they might visit South Africa in the future from Switzerland or wherever they're living in the future. You know, we're talking about like decades, basically. And my aunt said it's unlikely because the girls get um, car sick and airplane sick, whatever that's called, stuff like that really easily. Um, which really surprised me because they come to the U.S. from South Africa every single summer. So that is a lot of traveling for people that get that car sick and uh, air, air sick, maybe, is the term. Um, but anyways, I guess it's probably like at least more than 50% chance that they will not visit South Africa in the future. So, I don't know. Um, well, I, I, 10 years ago, I planned on visiting Morocco, so maybe I will uh, visit that at some point in time. And when I was in high school, I wanted, or middle school probably, I think both middle school and high school, I wanted to visit um, Egypt and go to the pyramids. Um, and then maybe like five years ago or something, I read this book, part of a book club. And um, oh yeah, and it took place in Ethiopia. And uh, they said, it said like when you land in Ethiopia, depending on what time of year it is, you might think it's um, Amsterdam or Brussels. And uh, that made me like, kind of like, oh, I, I want to visit Ethiopia because I, I like that type of uh, environment. Um, and be really different and stuff. So anyways, uh, but for the time being, um, I have another cousin who, this is a cousin of the cousin. We're all first cousins of each other. But anyways, she's... Uh, getting married really soon and she and her husband um in may which is uh eight months from now or possibly later are moving for at least two years to kazakhstan because he's in the state department or like a uh, branch of the state department so i I basically think that would be about equally interesting to visit um like it'd probably be less interesting as far as i don't know a lot of things, but it'd probably be at least as interesting because it's so, so far away from any uh, ocean or whatever. It's so far in the middle of Asia. Um, it's even it's in Central Asia and it's in the central part of Central Asia. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, I guess research that a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that if if uh, someone visits in the early fall. Or the late spring is like a great time of year to go there. And you do not at all want to go there in the winter or the middle of the summer. Um, gets over 100 regularly in the summer. In the in the winter, the uh, I don't know how cold it gets. I think it's actually I think it's actually extremely cold. 
But the pollution is um, extremely bad too because of the way that the city sits and stuff like that and the heat coming out. Anyways, um, yeah, so I also, uh, a few months ago, I wanted to visit the Netherlands and Italy in um, April of 2023. And I think I've probably said this before, but next time I visit the Netherlands, whatever year it is, I want it to be in April because um, the tulips and stuff, and that's just when I know to visit there. All right, so, oh yeah, so let me see if I, I kind of obviously have run out of steam. <laughs> oh yeah, in the last episode I used the word everyone, so I apologize for that. Okay, because I've, I've uh, ranted and raved that people should not use, that everyone should not use the word everyone. So yeah, this has been moving on sideways, and it is almost 3 in the morning on August 27th. Hello, um, it is about a week later. It is uh, September 3rd, and I was um, just about to record a segment, and then a new song came on uh, the radio station I listened to um, that I was enjoying. And I was thinking, like, I had the thought process of, like, um... Like, I want to listen to this song, but I want to record this segment right now. Like, the thoughts are in my head right now, and now it's a good time to record it. Then I realized, why not just uh, premiere the song on my um, podcast? Especially after that ridiculous last segment. That was, um, I mean, it was fine, but I, I had, like, no energy, and I was like, whoa, whoa, it's three in the morning. Yeah, so I had been drinking that day and it was really late um it wasn't terrible it's was just like not like me at all it was really uh it was very on oh man <laughs> i messed up my throat this time around doing that voice <laughs> wow Let's try to figure out why that is i really 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 hope i don't have another chronic cough this winter like i did last winter it was so annoying. I mean, like, all in all, it ended up lasting. I mean, to be honest, on and all, it was on and off for like six months. I was still coughing in May because I I had recorded a couple uh, music things, and you can hear me coughing in the uh, in the music things. I, I know what I'm talking about. I know this is a podcast. It's for other people besides myself, but I recorded music in uh, May of 2022. And um, you could hear me coughing in the uh, recording. So I know that I still had my cough in May. But it was not much at all in May. It was much worse during other parts of the uh, early, of the late, of the winter and early spring and such and such. Okay, I guess I should uh, say what the song is because it's new and there's no, most people haven't heard of this song, I'm sure. So this band is uh, US Girls and the song is so typically now. Anyways, um, so yeah, so Kazakhstan enters the picture as far as possible places to visit. Um, another place that is uh, a possibility as far as visiting someone I know, um, and also on another continent, is um, Ecuador in South America. Um, these people that I was friends with in the mid-2000s um, just, just moved there. 
and they want a whole lot of visitors and stuff. So that'd be that actually, I don't know, whatever. Well, my cousin is moving to Kazakhstan. Um, the earliest they're moving there, I say day because I'm talking about my cousin and her future husband. Um, I'm not one of those people that uses the word day instead of he or she. It's funny because that used to be like a cowardly thing to do if you didn't want to say what what sex, what uh, gender the person is that you're talking about. is usually someone who was the opposite sex than you were and you didn't want to, like it was kind of your, it's kind of like it's a coward's way of, uh, of uh, denying that they might, that there might be some romantic things going on between you and this person you're talking about. Definitely not talking about, yeah. I know how stupid people are. Definitely not talking about my cousin, by the way. I'm talking about like 20 years ago when people would talk about, would use the word they instead of he or she and the reason why they did it. It's funny because nowadays, someone who uses the word they instead of he or she <laughs> could possibly be what is often called woke. Um, and uh, they're uh, doing that for, um, um, although that's usually only done about like, uh, what's it called? People that uh, changed their sex. Transsexual people, I guess. I, I know one term is offensive and one term is not. I'm pretty sure that transsexual is not offensive. It's so specific and so like scientific and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think that word's only really used for uh, people like that rather than just everyone. You know, it's like something like, oh, so uh, Bill Clinton came along and, and then they shook people's hands. And then Hillary Clinton came along and they shook other people's hands. Like, how, how many people are we talking about here? There's got to be at least four. You said, they, you said the word they twice. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, so anyways, the reason why I use the word they or their or whatever word I use is because I'm talking about my cousin and her husband. Or actually, the truth is that it is her husband, not her future husband, because she's already, um, because they already got married for this, for, because of this whole State Department thing, we're moving to Kazakhstan, they already got married, but they're going to have a ceremony, um, in about, about a month from now. Which I guess I should do a podcast episode about. Oh uh, yeah. So um, got the the Ecuador thing is a possibility, and Kazakhstan's possibility. South Africa is still a possibility. Um yeah. So when I was talking about those other places I could visit, obviously maybe it's, I don't know. I'm really good at geography, and I forget the other people are not. But what, I was talking about like if I was to ever visit Africa, where I would visit. Um, South Africa would definitely be a contender and like North Africa, South Africa, North Africa, but North Africa is like five countries. So, and all of them except Libya would be, in my opinion, actually Algeria would be a little bit on the sketchy side to visit. Algeria is an interesting country because it is a very anti-terrorist country. It's very like, which, which I'm all about. I'm all about the, even though someone might think I don't like the U S government or whatever, I'm like, I'm very pro United States and, and anti-terrorist, especially when it comes to the Middle East type of things. Um, but not, I'm not pro-U.S. policy at all. But as far as taking a side, I'm very pro-take America's side or whatever. So Algeria is uh, like a very anti-terrorist country. You could even it's possibly possible that the government of Algeria is even more anti-terrorist than the United States government is, because you know they don't they don't play in the Middle East. They don't like you, they'll fucking kill you. You know, so I think the government of Algeria will just go into terrorist camps and, you know, machine gun them down or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they do exactly. 
But um, it that all has like a weird history. Um, where Algeria, like many countries, was a was a colony of France. Um, but Algeria was was much more of like a revolutionary. Uh, you know, fight the French colonizers. Let's let's be independent. Like lasted, I think, decades or whatever. I don't know the history that well, but it lasted a long time. Um, and and that and that whole independence movement from France for Algeria ended up sort of morphing. I think. Okay, I could be wrong about this information, but I think I'm right. <laughs> ended up morphing in a in a weird way to the the uh, modern Islamist. Uh, Ter- uh, terror cells there or whatever which I think there's very few actually but the government of Algeria which is now you know not France at all it's totally its own country or whatever now they're the ones that are fighting uh, the terrorists but the government you know the people that are in the government or whatever they probably used to be you know their root- their roots are also like let's become independent from France so it's kind of a weird um it's, it may, maybe there's two factions, like both of them were let's be independent from France, and then they ended up now they're now they're at war with each other or whatever. But it's not like a major war compared to most other things in the Middle East. It's kind of an ongoing thing for decades that is very under the surface and not not like Yemen at all, which is a country I would definitely not want to visit um, for the time being. I've actually uh, I think I I know I've talked about this on this podcast. But I've been to the most, uh, to the city that was once considered one of the most dangerous cities in the world. But I was there at a year that it was pretty safe to be there. Um, I was in Juarez, Mexico with Amanda, um, in 2001. That was the, I think I've, I think I've talked about this on a podcast episode recently. I'm not totally sure if I did or not, but I know I'm sure, I'm sure I've talked about it on a podcast episode in the past. Um, and then 2011, like 10 years later, exactly. Although I don't know if it's actually literally 2011, but that's when it got really famous. That's when it was like really dangerous and kidnappings and murders constantly. It was basically a drug drug cartel wars. So I wanted to really just talk about places I may visit in the future. I've been going off on quite a lot of tangents, but I, I like that. In fact, um, I. I uh, obviously have been uh, podcasting much less lately, and I'm thinking of um, doing my uh, season two finale at some point in time, and then waiting until 2023 to bring out season three. And um, season two has been basically two years long, which is crazy. Like people don't, I mean, like two calendar years long, like 24 months. Well, it's not 24 months yet, but it's like 20-ish months right as of right now. Um, it's like crazy, like people don't do that, you know? But I <laughs> I wanted to make it so that season three can be in 2023, and if there, you know, and if there is a season four, it can be in 2024. That was my that was my uh, thinking when I decided to keep season two going as long as it, it um, has been going on for. Um, and I don't want to say too much about uh, season three, but there's gonna be more a lot more Hollywood explosions in season three. So right now there's so far zero. So there's gonna be more of them in season three. So it's been pretty exciting. Yeah. Like almost as exciting as visiting Ecuador or Kazakhstan. Oh uh, yeah, but about the Kazakhstan thing, it's a really big country actually. Um and the city that they're going to move to is not the capital city of Kazakhstan. It's actually in the southern part of Kazakhstan. And it touches uh, a lot of the other um, Central Asian um, 
Stan countries. Like I think it's right right next to Tajikistan and it's close to Kyrgyzstan. Um, so yeah, could visit like those places and stuff. My cousin's husband, or, or about my fiance's last husband. Oh, you know what? I'm actually oh good. Podcasting has gotten me where I need to go, driving wise. So um, I think I'm gonna pause it now because I need to focus on directions and things of that nature. All right. So this has been and is still going to be for you guys. Moving on sideways. All right. I was actually, uh, when I was talking earlier and had a lot more energy than a week ago, I was on my way to a scooter ride. And now I'm on my way home from the same scooter ride. Um, I'm on my, uh, I'm on, I went to STQ1, which is the WNOD trail, the 45 mile long trail. It goes from Arlington, Virginia, right at the border of Alexandria, Virginia, um, at close to sea level. Um, it goes west slash northwest. It goes west-northwest. kind of winds around um, until it gets to Purcellville, Virginia, which is in Loudoun County. And it is um, 45 miles away from Arlington. Yeah. But anyways, I was, I'm almost done with uh, my third lap of um, STQ1. And I'm in, back in the eastern part. And I... I think I started in Arlington and finished in Arlington. I didn't really get very far, actually. I might have got about two miles or something. I didn't have a whole lot of energy. <clears throat> but yeah, so now I'm uh, heading home. Drive, just drove through Clifton. I just started this um, segment in the town of Clifton, actually. This, this might mean something to someone who lives in Fairfax County. I guess I apologize if you live in New Mexico and you're listening to this episode. I suppose I sort of apologize. But anyways... Um, I don't think I mentioned. I, actually, I don't. Re- I really don't know if I did or not because at this point I haven't heard the, my original Bermuda episode in at least a week, and I don't remember it very well at all. So I don't know if I mentioned that. And I probably did mention that um, that there's a lot to complain about with Royal Caribbean's cruise. Although it was weird because it was so enjoyable and like an awesome vacation, yet. Is like they did everything they could to make it not not cool, <laughs> not not on purpose. I think I think they're just that uh, inefficient of a company or whatever. Something was like off or whatever. But I wrote this really long. Um, uh, took a survey and wrote this really long, like um, well uh, well paced, um, logical uh, complaint basically about um, stuff you know about the cruise or whatever, and about the company and stuff like that. And, um, I submitted it and they have not replied yet. And I submitted it like two or three weeks ago. So at this point, I don't think they're going to reply. I think they're just ignoring me. Um, which is kind of messed up because I've had a lot to say. I sort of feel like they don't want to admit that they're wrong with a lot of these things. Like, cause like a lot of it had to do with their employees lying. I don't think they want to admit that they, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they somewhat encouraged their employees to lie for under certain situations. Like for example, when I, we called in to ask questions, the employees were just trying to, trying to get a sale. Like they, they, the company definitely came across as like trying to get, um, one, trying to get you on one cruise rather than trying to like, um, cultivate a, a relationship with a customer that could last for life and get a customer to go on 17 cruises. 
So they seem really concerned with you, know, you going on one cruise, but they don't care at all if you go on 17 cruises. So it seemed like an archaic business model. I wrote that in my complaint. Um, and they, I, I don't think they would admit they're in the wrong. <laughs> but I, it also might be that they're on, which did have a lot to do with our problems. It might be that they're understaffed and they haven't really gotten around to um, my letter yet. But it, it could also just be that my letter is like overwhelming. They just don't know how to address it, you know. Um, I, I sometimes get that impression when I complain to managers and stuff like that. But but yeah, I, I definitely think, I think I said it on the podcast before, that I think, I think you're making the world a better place if you do the whole complaining to the manager thing. Um, poss- possibly even for the employee who you're complaining about. I, I really think that happens sometimes. Because employees don't... Employees are accidentally creating a really bad environment. I'm not talking about the cruise, by the way. I'm just talking about, like, bad service at a restaurant or something. Um, they're creating a bad envir- environment with their bad attitudes and stuff. So the customers are mean to them. And, then, and they're also mean to the customers. But if, you know, their boss complains to them, like... You know, this customer said this stuff about you, blah, 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 blah. And the employee starts acting different. All of a sudden, the customers are acting different to the uh, employee. And the employee might all of a sudden find the whole work experience to be better. And then, and then like, it's like a, um, I don't know. It's one of those things I can't think of the word for. But it, it keeps on building building up. So the employee's, like, in a better mood. Then the customers are even in a better mood, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. So I, I think that if it's done in a certain way, I think that complaining to a manager, it does more than just make the service for the customer better. I think it does, it can do that, but I definitely think it can also just be good all around. But I also like when people like talk about things and don't just do, leave things like, especially like negativity and stuff, and don't just leave things under the surface and let them fester and stuff like that. So I definitely come from that mindset. So that would kind of explain why I think it's you know I think complaining to a manager is a similarity to that whole concept uh, there's a, there's a similarity there okay anyways um so I I uh, saved my uh, cert my complaint or whatever about Royal Caribbean as a note and then um I, I figured out that you can get Siri to to read the note and speaking of South Africa um my my Siri is set up set up selling South African woman which um, sounds sounds really interesting to listen to, so I uh, I can actually go like Siri read this note, and um, and she'll read the she'll read a, a note basically, but that's the phone that I'm recording this. I want so I want to basically uh, have the note read on the episode. Um, I'd love to like I could read it myself, but I'd much rather have it done by Siri. So I'm gonna try to I still have my old phone. I'm gonna try to figure out how to make it so that we can I can record the segment. Um, with Siri reading the note and uh, play it on the rest of this episode. I think that'd be really cool. All right, that is all for now. Okay, so uh, I uh, have it ready. So here it is. Oh, yeah, because um, this is a South, South African accent, it um, reads, um, it reads uh, dates in the, uh, the way that Americans don't read dates. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to describe that, but it's just the way that, um, oh, so basically we went, our cruise started on June, on, uh, August 6th, but it says June 8th. Cause that, that's, that's my point. It wasn't much of a point really, 
<laughs> All right, so this is um this is it. All right, so watch this. Hey Siri. Mhm. Read this note. I found these items. There were more, but this is as much as I can show. Your note from today called my Royal Caribbean review of Enchantment of the Seas, which sailed, says. My Royal Caribbean review of Enchantment of the Seas, which sailed from Baltimore to Bermuda on the 8th of June 2022. The primary reason for the rating of four is because from before we went on the cruise to actually being on the cruise, we were constantly given false information. We spent the extra money for the better food options and we also paid for the key program. We saw that only one special restaurant seemed to be available for people that paid the extra money for the better dining option. We called Royal Caribbean multiple times to ask questions. And the representatives we talked to told us that there would be other specialty restaurants on the cruise ship that wouldn't appear on our Royal Caribbean app until right before we went on the cruise. This was a lie. When we boarded the ship, the only specialty restaurant available to us was Chop's Grill. I just don't understand why the representatives wouldn't be honest with us about this. If they didn't know the answer, they could have put us on hold and looked into the answer, rather than literally making up information to try to get us out of their hair. This theme of literally creating false information out of thin air was a constant theme for us as we prepared for our cruise and also when we were on the cruise. We were a party of four, two adults and two kids, and this was the first time for all of us to take a cruise. I thought that once we called Royal Caribbean, someone would start a case for us, so that when we called back later on, the next representative could look up our case number and read whatever conversation we had previously so that we could not have to start each conversation from scratch. Instead, before we paid for the cruise, each time we called, the representative was just trying to get the sale. Overall, it seemed like the Royal Caribbean representatives have been trained to try as hard as they can to get us to take one cruise. But the idea of trying to cultivate happy customers for life who would take several cruises just seems to not be Royal Caribbean style. This is extremely shocking to me. I wonder what the shareholders would think of this archaic business model. Many of the representatives were very hard to understand as well. When we actually had the money to finally pay for the cruise, the representative told us that we would need to register with the government of Bermuda no less than 30 days before our cruise. It turned out that we had to wait till within 30 days of the cruise to register with the government of Bermuda. This constant stream of false information made for an overall unnecessary stressful planning time as we prepared for our cruise. One reason we signed up for the key program is so that we could have our own small crowd time for water slides and things like that. But this ship didn't have any water slides or pretty much anything that the big ships tend to have. It would have been nice if the representative we talked to on the phone informed us of this fact. When we were actually on the cruise, we asked several questions to the staff, and we were constantly given false information. One example is that we checked out towels for the pool. We had to return the towels and give our name when we returned them to avoid a fine. The man who worked that part was gone when we tried to return the towels, but a lifeguard was nearby. The lifeguard told me to just return the towels without giving our names, and we probably wouldn't be charged the fee. I asked what the fee was and the lifeguard said five cents. Then right after that I read a sign that the fee was $25. The constant false information is completely unacceptable. It seemed as if the staff of Royal Caribbean were instructed to never answer I don't know, and instead to just make up an answer if they didn't know. On the first day we had a question that was loosely related to excursions, so we waited in the excursions line. We asked the question and we were yelled at by the employee behind the desk because the question wasn't about excursions. 
I understand that they weren't able to answer the question since they were only supposed to answer questions about excursions, but I don't understand why the company culture allowed for them to yell at us about that. Our ship was scheduled to land at Bermuda at 1 p.m. My friend asked an employee what time we would be able to see Bermuda off in the distance. The employee answered 1 p.m. Then my friend clarified the question, saying that he thought we would be able to see land way before 1 p.m., and the employee answered 12.30. The employee completely made this up and had no idea. Once again, I just can't comprehend why the employees seem to be trained to never answer I don't know and to just lie and make up information. The real answer to that question was hours before we got there. I was eating breakfast at 8 a.m. and I could see land Bermuda off in the distance. This next thing is not related to false information, but I did not like this aspect of the cruise. If I'm in a hotel and I don't want for an employee to clean my room I will put up the do not disturb sign. If I check out a hotel room for more than one day I almost always prefer for no hotel employees to come in the room while I'm away. On day two of the cruise I put up the sign and went upstairs for breakfast. When I returned an employee questioned me about my still sleeping sign even though I wasn't in the room. I found this to be an invasion of privacy. For the rest of the cruise I felt like I was doing that employee a favor by allowing him to clean my room. The air conditioning on the ship was overall pretty pathetic. I was surprised that each room didn't have its own thermostat. This next aspect is something that might be out of Royal Caribbean's control but I will mention it anyway. When we were going through security to get on the ship, the staff were very rude to us. They universally needed attitude adjustments. Just to throw this out there, we still had a great time and the cruise director Eric was great. But I felt like all the negative aspects we dealt with were very unexpected and also unnecessary. I would like for someone at Royal Caribbean to... Uh, hello. Um, so that, that last segment cut off like that because I, oh, <laughs> I said my uh, email address and my phone number and my last name on the, uh, you know, on the note. Um, so I just didn't feel like that being obviously part of the uh, podcast. So I just cut off like that. I'm putting away Costco groceries and I'm going to see if it's possible for me to record while doing that and for it to not be terrible. Um, I think it might be all right. I've actually, a couple times, I've actually eaten while uh, recording a podcast episode. Um, and, you know, it's not terrible. Actually, I, now that I think about it, I think one of the worst uh, um, audio things that I did um, for recording a podcast episode was, well, <laughs> actually, uh, I think that one episode I did with Keith where one of us was on a delay, that that's got to be by far the worst thing that ever happened audio-wise for me recording a podcast episode, but that actually was not my fault. The only thing that was my fault was the fact that I that I aired it anyways. Just, you know, did my typical thing of, um, I don't want that information to be lost, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, <laughs> which, I don't know. Um, I guess if I was really, really taking my podcast seriously, I would not have liked to do that, but I thought that was a good episode, and yeah, anyways... Um, oh, so <laughs> I thought it was something interesting to talk about on the podcast. Um, so when I was talking about all these, uh, places that I might want to travel to, um, in the future, um, I could do it, you know, uh, with or without the Alex's last names, which is kind of a fun term, in my opinion, to call them the Alex's last names. Um, cause I'm not going to say their last name on the podcast. But, but yeah, I had a, a really good time with them, and I, I think it'd be fun. As of right now, I, I like to, would like to continue taking vacations with them. So, I mean, I mean, all those places, all those things I was talking about, I briefly 
mentioned to Alex. So, um, actually, we were, he was kind of excited about the possibility of visiting South Africa, but then I explained, like, you know, all the details to him. I think I explained it twice because he doesn't, uh, he's not very, uh, I don't mean this to be critical, I just mean it like it's a fact, you know? That's, how, that's kind of how I am with almost everything. Like, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a very critical person, but I think other people would consider me to be extremely critical, but I don't consider myself to be critical. I just, I just state facts, in my opinion. I know <laughs> what I was just stating about Royal Caribbean, uh, their service, that was definitely very critical. So, so yeah, I can't, I can be critical, but a lot of times I'm not being critical and I'm being perceived as being critical because that's how people are. If I just state facts, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I probably had to, uh, as far as the South Africa situation, I probably had to explain that to Alex uh, twice because I think, I remember specifically telling him about the timeline and stuff. Um, and then, anyways, and then like explaining like, oh, I, I don't think I should be taking three vacations. And it's, it's really, it's not even like less than a year. It's like less than nine months. <laughs> Three big vacations. Right now I'm eating um, Kalamata olives, by the way. Got them at Costco. But yeah. Um, so Alex has a, has a thing. This is, I find this funny for multiple reasons. But one reason, I've, well, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what it's called first. He calls it The Force. And one reason why I find it funny is because it's so disrespectful of Star Wars to just... Pretend well. It's not even pretending for Alex because he, he's totally uninterested in Star Wars, and the Force means nothing to him. Like when most people he think hear the, the word the Force, they think of, they you know they if they get, not even, if they don't like Star Wars, they might be like Luke, I am your father, like make fun of it. But other people will be like, oh, it's Star Wars. But to Alex, like the Force means nothing. He's completely uninterested in Star Wars, so he's uh, he has his own definition of the word the Force. And it affects his daughters, too. Um, or he told me it does. I, I'm pretty sure... He doesn't lie about stuff like that. There's no, re- no reason to lie about stuff like that. But, he, but yeah, he is like... A, basically, like, if he's at his home, he, like, he'll be getting ready to go somewhere. And then he'll realize he forgot something. And he has to go get whatever it is. And then, like, when he's away, he'll feel this need to go back to, <laughs> to his home. So I kind of blame this... Um, and apparently it affects his daughters, too. He calls it the Force. One thing I think is so funny about the, that, all that stuff, is I was talking to his brother about it, his brother had never heard of it. I was like, wow, people really... People talk about different things with different people. Like, he, he talks about the Force to me quite a lot. But meanwhile, his brother had never even heard, of, heard him talk about it. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting. And, and he and his brother talk a lot. I mean, brother goes over there a lot. Um, anyways. Anyways, I, I kind of think possibly... <laughs> I say this like sort of joking and sort of not joking. But the desire to go on vacation with them... I Oh. So, his force or whatever... Or their force, I should say, because it's the three of them... Um. I thought I thought for a while that it affects me actually too, like like we'll be we'll be over there and we'll be want to go to Wegmans. He lives close to Wegmans to get something to eat or whatever, and then we forget we realize we forgot something. It's like a constant, you know. Oh, I forgot this. Like going to the car. Oh, I forgot this. Forgot this. 
And then when we're there, it's like, oh, I gotta get back to watch, you know, watch whatever we're gonna watch or some stupid shit, you know? So I jokingly, but not, not 100% joking, uh, consider the fact that I wanna go on vacation with them to be, to be part of the whole, the forced experience, basically. So I guess that's it. <laughs> it's not really that, it's not really all that complicated. <laughs> um, and that was a good way of me, for me to uh, finish this episode. And I'm pretty sure that, pe- that putting away Costco groceries while recording the end of this episode did not turn out too bad. I'm, uh, I'm assuming. And this has been Moving On Sideways.